Welcome to the Mouse Moms podcast, the Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Jennifer. Hello. Juliana. Hiya. And Lori, that's me. Since Earth Day is in April, we decided to dedicate the entire month of April to all things Earth Day and of course, all things Animal Kingdom. So this week, we are going to chat about the top reasons to not miss Animal Kingdom Park and how amazing this park is. First, we can't do anything without our Mouska cocktail. Yes, and so for this Mouska cocktail, we are going over to Africa to the Dawa Bar. One of the best things about visiting this theme park is that it is not a dry theme park and there are plenty of opportunities to wet your whistle with an alcoholic cocktail. And one of the coolest places to do that is the Dawa Bar in Africa, where you should totally get the African margarita. This is tequila, tangerine liqueur, sweet and sour, and lime juice. I have not had this. I have. So I guess the big difference about this uh, margarita versus others is that it's the tangerine liqueur as opposed to an orange one like Cointreau or whatever it is that or triple sec or whatever it is that you put in your regular margaritas. It's good. It's it's a good margarita. It's definitely perfect for a hot day in Animal Kingdom. I really like Dawa Bar a lot because it's sort of like an open air hut kind of bar. It's spacious. They have high top tables. It's all really dark wood. It's totally shaded, but there's, you know, like I said, it's, it's almost like sitting on a deck, like a dark deck, a covered deck. I was um, going to say, it's a cool, air, like where Dawa Bar is, there's also the quick service right next to it that you can get my liquored coffee and you can get the big like uh, cinnamon rolls, Mickey cinnamon rolls and the elephant ears or whatever. And then they have a quick service right there. There's like a ton of spots right there. Yeah. Um, With food and beverages, which I think is awesome. And the Dawa Bar, yes, it's a very nice shaded area. And there's usually, I don't know, did they bring it back? I know in non-COVID times there's... um street performers right around there. I think they are coming back slowly, but surely. I was going to say they were back when we went, they were up on the stage playing. Um, We saw them play there. So I think they are at least back in Africa. So it's a cool little area. Uh, It's a good break before the safari or after the safari or both. Or both. (laughs) During the safari. I mean. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Now that we know where to find our Mouska cocktail, let's dive into why Animal Kingdom is a not-to-miss park at Walt Disney World. I I love this park, but let's give a quick history. So Walt Disney's love of animals began when he was just four years old, and his family uh, moved from his Chicago birthplace to a 45-acre farm in Marceline, Missouri. And when he was there, he was able to help take care of farm animals, and he learned to draw pictures of animals. Um And so the Animal Kingdom project was announced in June 5th, 1995, obviously long after Walt's death, but still in his honor. And ground was broken in August of 95. And the grand opening was April 22nd, 1998. So for all intents and purposes, most of us were adults when this happened, yet still um, one of my... um, 
uh, favorite parks. But then again, there's only four and I love them all. But since 1995, the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund devoted more than $6 million to conservation efforts around the world and has supported more than 230 projects. So that's why we wanted to talk about this one um, during um, the month of Earth Day, because there's so much conservation stuff that they do through Animal Kingdom and Disney's really proud of it. So our top five reasons that this is a park you don't want to miss. Number five would obviously be <laughs> the animals. <laughs> so it's not Tazu as we joked about before. Um, do you guys remember that ad? Mm -hmm. yeah. Not a zoo. It's not a zoo. I, <laughs> not a zoo. I wonder how that ad would be received nowadays. But way back when in the 90s, when it was opening, right? It was a lot of people were like, it's just a zoo. It's just a zoo. And so they pretended that not a zoo was an African word. And they were walking, they're like walking around just saying it's, it's not a zoo. And right. Am I? Mm -hmm. am I no, you're not making it up. You're looking like you're crazy. I but you're feel not. like I'm crazy when I, <laughs> I don't remember this, but it was, I remember they used to say it on the safari too. It's not a zoo. It's not yeah. a zoo. Maybe. So that's hilarious to me, but it really is not a zoo. However, the animals are so cool and neat to see. And what I love about seeing the animals at Animal Kingdom is how much space they have. Like a lot of times you go to a zoo and it's a little depressing. You know, you think like this is not where a lion should be. But when you're driving through that safari and you see the animals, you really are amazed by the way they were able to recreate the habitat. And, and you can see the care that they put into making sure that the animals are living as close to their most authentic lives <laughs> as they can. It's cool. And because of that, um, no two safaris are the same because you yeah. just never know where on the ride you're going to have to stop to let like a, a family of giraffes cross the, the pathway or whatever. So it's super cool. It makes you really feel like you're on safari in Africa. And, um, and there are a ton of animal sighting opportunities that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of besides for the safari. So yeah. um, I think, you know, the safari itself is, you know, it's a must do for us every single time. Cause like you said, it can change every single time. I've had really great ones where we've seen almost every single animals. I've had other ones where you see ones you typically don't see. And then the other ones are kind of ways. So it depends every day when you're going. Um, especially when there's new babies born. Um, those are, you know, I've seen mm. the baby rhinos and the baby elephants so and they'll be cute. like, this is day three that they're out here. Um, and it's a really, really cool thing to see, you know, despite, you know, it, it is a ride, but for all intents and purposes, I, you know, it, it's a safari. I've done a safari in Africa and this is pretty close, yeah. um, about as close as you can get to getting on a plane and a super long plane ride to get over there. It's, you know. <laughs> It but is animals, pretty close. Animals are totally unpredictable, right? Yeah. So to your point, you know, there is a little bit of predictability in that, like they say, early in the morning, you'll see the most activity from this type of animal and in the evenings, maybe that type, but animals are totally unpredictable and you never know. So it's I'm worth doing saying, more than once. And there's some Disney magic behind this. I mean, Absolutely. If you, if you notice where they have the animals eat tends to be near the path where the safari trucks are driving. Absolutely. Um, you know, they've definitely added some things in there. So the animals are coming closer to the trucks. 
Right. Um, it's definitely curated yeah. for us and designed yes. for us brilliantly, though, and seemingly seamlessly. But, you know, like Jen said, you never know. There was one time we had a fast pass for the safari and um, it took like an hour to get on because the rhino was lying in the path. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. They're like, sorry, you know. <laughs> So my later. girl's got a nap. <laughs> my favorite safari story is if you go on, I think it's TripAdvisor and you can Google Animal Kingdom and it'll show up the safari ride. There is a legit review in there of somebody complaining, saying that it's an unsafe ride because before they used to do this act where you would cross a bridge, but the bridge would kind of be falling and they're like, you got to go quick. You got to go quick because the bridge is unsafe and you would kind of hear the clanking, whatever of the bridge. They used to do this. They don't do this anymore. And I'm wondering if it's because of that, but the review said it's an unsafe ride. Our driver told us that the bridge was not safe and that we weren't going to make it. And it's the best review I've ever read because this people are can't have nice things are like, guy, this was a whole act buddy, but it's interesting because that act's gone now. It is all about the animals now. There is no storyline per se of anything happening. You know what, though? I think it's gone because a big part of that storyline was that there were poachers and we were trying to get rid of the poachers. I think yeah. that's probably more Maybe. the reason why that act is gone. But yeah. <laughs> it might be. But yes, there is. If you want some entertainment for your day, find the review because it's Go very on TripAdvisor. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yes. It is. All right. What do we have next? So at number four, let's talk about the activities at Animal Kingdom. This is actually one of my personal favorite situations here because there's so much to do here, especially for kids. So let's talk about some of them. They're, they're totally unique. Um, my personal favorite and the one that I tell everyone about is Wilderness Explorers. It is Wonderful. So for those who don't know, this is totally free. It, well, I mean, you need park admission, obviously, but so there are these little outposts all over the park and it's wilderness explorers from like from up. Right. So what's his name? What's little boy's name and up? Um, Kevin, no, not Kevin. Kevin's no, it's not bird. Kevin. Kevin's and, bird. and it's not Doug. Anyway, not so like, sweet little boy in up. Um, he's a wilderness explorer. Remember, that's how he ends up at the old man's house. Russell. So, Russ, Russell, Russell, thank you. I wanted to say Roger and I knew that was not right. That's Cruella. Anyway, so he ends up at the house, you know, he's trying to get his help of elderly badge or something like that. Right. So the way it's set up around Animal Kingdom is you can you get this little book at the Wilderness Explorers Outpost and then you can earn stickers from different uh, uh spots all throughout the park and they're about animals so you go up you talk to the cast members the cast members of course are amazingly trained to deal with kids ranging in ages from 2 to 22 they make it engaging they have the kids sort of listen to a spiel and earn a badge and it's super educational and sometimes they get to touch things i don't know how much of that's been happening lately but it's just a really awesome educational experience and the kids love it. Here's the only problem with it. You cannot get all the badges in a single no, day. You can't. Don't expect to. But that's the beauty of it is there's just always more to learn. Like, And when you realize all these little activities like we're going to talk about, you just see that Animal Kingdom is actually not a half-day park if you don't want it to be because there mm -hmm. is so much to learn and do if you're into that sort of thing, which I am. 
My other favorite activity I know uh, Jen's family really loves is over in Conservation Station. I'm sorry, over at Rafiki's Planet Watch with the animation experience where they you take the train over there um, to Rafiki's Planet Watch and there's a place where you can go and learn how to draw like an animator. And it is beyond cool. It's awesome. They used to have one. They used to have an animation experience in Hollywood Studios and we loved it. It was one of our favorites. And when they got rid of it, we were crushed. So it was really cool to hear that they were bringing back something similar to Animal Kingdom. The twist at the one in Animal Kingdom, though, is that it's only it's exclusively um, animal characters from yeah. Disney and Pixar films. So I love which it. is cool. Yeah. So we've done ones where we've drawn characters from Bugs Life and from The Lion King and you just you name it. And it's always fun. We like to sit for more than one. There's always, it's taught by an animator. They go really slowly. So even people like me who have no artistic ability or talent whatsoever, I always come away with a really pretty cool drawing. And people like my son who has like spades of artistic um, artistic talent. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And any age, like my seven-year-old loves it. And my 20-year-old loves it, and I love it. So. I was going to say, and the nice part is, so it's up in, you have to take a separate train to get up there. And up there is that, which I believe is in, you said the conservation station. I believe that's what it's the building is called. Um, so, so it's air-conditioned. Yeah, so it's air-conditioned. You're inside. But the nice part is we've seen this. And then if you have younger kids, too, they have this kind of, you know, where the kids can go pet some animals. They're goats and whatnot that are there. I mean, we're not talking lions, um, but you know, there's animals that they can go pet, feed, whatever. So it's kind of the, one of those things where I like it, where if you have somebody in your family interested in, you know, the animation side and is able to sit there and draw, you can still do other things with other younger family members or family members that aren't as interested. There is quite a bit to do up there. So to that point, there is a ton to do. There's And there's lots of like uh, uh, conservation lessons and things. This is where they really drive the point home which and the mission home, which is great. But, but that said, what would you say would be the youngest you would take a kid to the animation experience? Like, can a, can a four-year-old do it? Would you stick with five and up? I mean, Depends they've got to sit the there. Depends on the kid. I was gonna say you Logan's, your turning, kid. Logan's turning four in June. I wouldn't I wouldn't be there quite yet. Um he would be more interested in petting the animals and feeding them. Um I feel like once you kind of get to, you know, five, six where they can actually sit and they're in school and drawing, I feel like that would probably go. Yeah, Lily for sure sat there at six and did it and loved yeah. it. So Okay. So, but maybe by the time they're school age, like where they're sitting in school and doing yeah. lessons, they could do this. Yeah. Most kids. Yes. Probably not mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. With over seven years of experience in the transportation industry, FSE Luxury Transportation has the pleasure of serving families across all of Central Florida with their transportation needs. They are family-owned, and they cherish the privilege of meeting new families and helping them make new memories through every trip. FXC Luxury Transportation provides exceptional and trustworthy service in the entire Central Florida region with transportation services in Orlando, Kissimmee, Sanford, and Port Canaveral. With professional chauffeurs that are punctual, polite, and who strive to give you the best 
safe and luxurious experience possible. Service to and from Orlando and Sanford International Airports, hotels, resorts, restaurants, sporting events, shopping plazas, theme parks, and other Central Florida attractions. Whether you are on vacation with family, exploring some of Central Florida's famous attractions, or traveling for work, let them be a part of your journey. The best part about FSE Luxury Transportation is that they also rent strollers and do grocery shopping for you. So it's a one-stop shop convenience. Aside from these things that you can do, there's shows you can watch and even participate in as well. So they're kind of like shows slash activities. So that'll move us up to number three, which is some of our favorite shows um, in all of Walt Disney World are located at Animal Kingdom. I think the favorite of most is Festival of the Lion King, um, which is really, really cool and had had to change and adapt since COVID. It was closed for a really long time. And when it reopened, it was no longer in the round, right? It was still in the round. So we went to see it in January after it opened. It's still in the round. It's just shorter. So they don't want you inside as often. Um, At that point, we were still wearing masks inside. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't go back to it in March. um, But now you don't have to wear the masks. And they did lengthen it. That's when the monkeys came back. So um, the monkeys were a a favorite because they fly. And they do the trapeze above. And they do the um, trampolines. And they're jumping up and down. Um, So that actually got added back in. So when we saw it, it was a little shorter. Now I think it's a little longer with the monkeys. Um, Honestly, we like the shorter version. I mean, Uh, I love the monkeys. Bring the monkeys back. But the shorter version was kind of nice. The kids' attention was held throughout the entire thing, and then we were good to go. What about the audience participation part? That's still not I don't think that's back yet. Um, Hopefully it'll be back. There's still audience participation because each section of the theater, like – is designated a different animal. So we have to make the animal sounds, but they did used to bring kids up onto the the stage and yeah. have them actively participate up there with the, with the actors and the cast members. They do not do that right now, but there is audience participation in that, you know, you are sort of a part of the show with your, with your I was animal say, noises. That way I don't have to stress out about being picked because I stress out about that stuff. <laughs> and I like hide and like, look down when they ask for anyone. So it's very nice to just sit there. Stress-free. Stress-free. <laughs> so that part was nice. But no, it is, I you know, air, as adults, we love the show. And even super young, they're playing, I mean, it's music. They're playing the Lion King songs. I mean, you know, majority of kids know those songs. And, I, I you know, Timon is hysterical. So it's an awesome show. Yes. And then we have another show, which is, um, has not opened back up yet since COVID, but they are actually refurbishing the shows right now and hiring the actors, um, which is Nemo. Um, so they actually have a huge theater before Dino Land, um, where the Nemo show, I think it was Nemo and Friends um, show was at. Um, but they are revamping this one, which will be super exciting to see. Yeah, we've Um, talked about that before. Like Lori just said, the the thing that is great about the Festival of the Lion King is that the music is all familiar because it's right from the movie. We love it. But it's not just simply um, like a sum of what the movie is uh, live on stage. And it's, it's totally different. It's the same characters that we love with the songs, but it's a different show. Nemo was basically a shortened version of the movie in puppet version and it was pretty 
but it was definitely a one and done for my family. So I love the fact that they're redoing this and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with it. You put it way nicer than I did. This is where my family would stop and take a nap. Nemo is in a perfect location when you're wrapping around the end of the park. It's in between, like you said, Africa and Dino Land, and it is a perfect spot to chill out in the air conditioning and and cool off and take a break. Um, I'm or thrilled nap. they're redoing. I'm thrilled they're yeah. redoing this one. I It'll found good. a snooze. I would say it needed to be redone. They had a massive theater. They had to do something with it. Um, you know, and I think Nemo is, I will say for Animal Kingdom, the one part that they are missing in this park is the sea animals or anything to do with that. And they have quite a bit of franchise movies that have to do with that, including Nemo, which is a massive one. Um, so I'm glad one they have the show too that they're revamping it. Cause yeah, like you said, the old one was meh. Um it was meh. Eh. Lion King's awesome. Nemo is eh. it's also a huge theater. Um, yeah. it is a massive, massive theater. Um, where Lion King is centered in the middle of the rotunda and everyone has seats going from there. This is a old school kind of Broadway type theater stage. That you're yeah. stage. So um it'll be awesome to see how they're gonna redo this one. Um, I am excited for it to come back. Yes. Same. I'm, I'm I love this to last. See. I love this last one. Um, they're Feathered Friends in Flight. And it didn't always used to be called this. It was it was something. And then it was up-themed. Right. And so now first it was, wasn't it Flights of fancy, something? Flights of Passage? Flights of, fan- flights of Fancy or something flights like of that. Flights of Ride. Yeah, flights. that's not right. It was Flights <laughs> of Something. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, I just got the name of the ride. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> sorry. So they're laughing at me again. <laughs> so, because I get it, flight of passage, rite of passage. It really just did that ever we're, click with you? We're guys? still going. We're still no. Sorry. We're still going on the Juliana thought process. Yeah. Well, it's also a reason not to miss Animal Kingdom, by the way. Flights of passages because of your. Thought process. But oh, it started with the... something, it started as something else, and then it was up, and then it was, and now it's this new one, Feathered Friends in Flight, which I um I think even if you're not a fan of birds, this is a cool one. Like I know a lot of people are like, eh, birds, yeah, but well, you watch too much Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Just one's a, this one's a cool one. You know, I did it with Logan last year. Um <laughs> I will say, I think for the younger, this one might be above their head. Get it, birds above. Oh, snap. <laughs> but, um, boom. Um, but this one was a little bit, I I mean, he was two at, two at the time. So I that was a little too much. I kind of watched it for me. Um, I feel like the kids would absolutely love it now. It's, you know, it's very interactive. The birds, the actors are very funny. It's basically a bird show. They they bring out these different yeah. birds. Some of them are flying over your head. Some of them are doing tricks. Some of them are walking across the stage. And it's a little bit educational because they're, you know, they're talking to you about the species and where to find them and what they eat and all that stuff. But it's also entertaining and pretty, like really it's pretty. Really pretty. And the one thing I like too is they actually do audience and audience interaction. Yes. Um, and this was the first audience interaction they brought back, and it's still going because they don't have to get up on stage. They stay seated. They interact um, with the like, birds. They interact with the birds. And they're able, the coolest thing is like having families, like the coolest one I like is they have families put their arms together to create like a circle for the birds to fly through. 
Um, and it's a really, really cool um, show that interacts with the audience, that interacts with families. Um, and it's not too long either. They definitely, it's not a super long one. Um, you can stop by one of our favorite bars by uh, Everest and get a drink to bring in there. Um, but yes. Can you drink is, in there? Or you can just pound I it. I think you can because it's outside, there. right? Yeah, it's, it is outside. I mean, You'll figure it out. Either that or just drink it right before you head in. It'll be fine. All right. So I know that I said that I love the animals at Animal Kingdom, but we can go a whole episode talking about top five reasons not to miss something without talking about number two or number one in my book. The food, of course, right? Like, who? I think we're always saying that this is the most underrated park for when it comes to food. Ooh, it absolutely. is. It's up there with Epcot for me. Yeah. So let's talk about this for a minute, because not only are there great table service restaurants, right? Like Tiffin's is really good for fine dining. And then Tusker House is a fantastic character option. Um there's also really good quick service here. Like yeah. really, re my, my second favorite quick service park, maybe even my first, if you discount the kiosks during food festivals. I was going to say, I think it's my first. If you take out festivals, it it is. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. So for, for starters, if you, if you are someone who likes to get away from theme park food, really check out Satuli Canteen in, um, in, in Pandora. It is really good and fresh and yummy. What have you guys had there? And pretty. It's and always yeah. so pretty. Pandora is beautiful. I was going to say, it is honestly my favorite quick service. We do not go to Animal Kingdom without having a quick service lunch here. Um, I love the fresh bowls. You can mix up whether you want noodles, whether you want lettuce, whether you want rice. So you can custom make them, which is super nice and not super Disney. Um, they don't let you customize a whole lot. So this is nice. You can add whatever meat you want on top. If you want meat, if you don't, the sauces, everything. They also have cheeseburger pods, um, which are awesome for kids and switching things up for them instead of the chicken fingers, cheeseburger, constant rotation. Um, and they have gorgeous desserts. Like Jen said, the desserts are awesome. My family does not like to do table service in Animal Kingdom because we oh, we can never make up our mind between Satuli Canteen and Flame Tree Barbecue because they have some pretty great barbecue there too. Yeah. And the portions are huge. So we usually like to do Satuli for lunch because you can get away with it being a little bit lighter depending on the things that you're mixing in your bowl. And then Flame Tree for dinner because it's just massive. Yeah. Um, and delicious. I don't usually get to get to go to Satuli because my family always opts for Flame Tree. We just love it. Like uh, the barbecue there is actually really, really quite good. It's definitely a little more theme parky, you know, in terms of food. You can get barbecue at, at a lot of theme parks, so that's fine. But what I really love about Flame Tree is the seating. It is deceptively large. I was going to yeah. say the same thing. See, I'm the opposite. If it's hot out, flame tree you're you're outside the majority of the seating but it's all covered it is and there's covered, fans but i'm like if it's humid and hot get me in santuli canteen because at least i'm inside in the air conditioned but i will say flame tree has the most gorgeous seating um it is the outside seating is just it's gorgeous around the fountain around it's everything I, I love it 
Agreed. You could just sit there by the water and I have never, ever, ever, even on a super crowded day, not been able to find a table somewhere at Flame Tree. And like I said, it's deceptively large. It's kind of like just hidden there from the from the street, as you might call it. It really just looks like a little quick service hut where you would walk up and order, but there's tons of seating back there and it is all shaded. Um, and they also here serve the um, mac and cheese with the pulled pork on top that we always talk about from from eight eight spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and you can get it at Flame Tree also. Did you know that? That's what I was just saying. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> just to reiterate. Just, just to reiterate. Just to say it again. Hit home. <laughs> Yes. And there, but, and like the, the eight spoon, you know, there's a, there's a couple little kiosks where you can get some great snacks and stuff in the animal kingdom. There's just, there's just really a ton. They have a lot of hidden things too. And, you know, we are going to dedicate an entire episode this month on food, um, at animal kingdom. So we are not going to dive as far deep because we could literally talk about the food for the entire time, Oops, which we will. Yes. So, but we are going to do an entire episode on this, but they just have so many fun little kiosks in Animal Kingdom that has different things that you're not going to find at other parks. Um, And, you know, my big thing, they are the only theme park that sells Dole Whip with alcohol. Only. We're going to run out of things to say next time. Actually, we're not. We're not because there is so much. There's so much that we will. So stay tuned this month. We are going to talk about an entire episode to discuss the food at this park. But of course, this was number two for us. So for me, though, the number one thing about visiting Animal Kingdom right now is the crowds. I think that most people are doing all the new things that are happening at Magic Kingdom and at Epcot and Hollywood Studios that they're overlooking this park, which for me is a bad decision and also a really good thing <laughs> because it means fewer crowds. it means fewer crowds at animal kingdom. Like I said, I don't believe this is a half day park. I think it can be if you want it to be, but I think it's a great park for a leisurely day where you don't feel like you're battling other people in crowds. The fact is it's 540 acres. You can fit two Epcots in Animal Kingdom. So even when there are crowds there, they're pretty well dispersed. You can find quiet areas much more easily than you can in the other parks. You know, the central area, Discovery Island, that can get pretty congested because it's right in the middle. But once you get out into the other areas, it's it can be really, really quiet and lovely. With the exception of Pandora, which is typically always crowded because that's the one that is drawing the most crowds for their attraction flight of passage. And it's um, the tiniest land in right. Animal Kingdom. So so we're talking that too. But. but even still, I feel like the entire crowd in Pandora is the line for flight of passage because yes. it wraps around so far. Like if you're just walking through, no yes. problem. <laughs> River, which I do not understand. I will. I love Navi River. Oh my God. I've still never ridden it. So I will never. I know. Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's awesome. And um, definitely when we're talking about Pandora, you need to make sure that you're going over there at night. You'll find a little bit more crowds at night because the secret is out about how beautiful it is in Pandora at night when it's dark and everything is glowing and beautiful. But um, but even still, you got to go there. That's her. I think for this reason, I'm going to switch things up on you and have lunch at Flame Tree, a big lunch at Flame Tree to hold me over until it gets dark. And then I can have my evening dinner at Satuli 
You're brilliant. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Juliana. (laughs) There we go. We've gone from laughing at me this episode (laughs) to praising me. Props. That's that's how it goes. I mean, great job. I have to have some redeeming qualities. I mean, enough said. Yeah. End of of show. Yeah. So um, also, yeah. So nighttime at Pandora. And then, like we said, you know, making sure that you walk around like the jungle track and the tigers and gorillas there's just a ton of places to find yourself breathing without other people one of my favorite in the same air yeah one of my favorites too is they actually have paths that go around in the tree of life so the big tree mm-hmm. there's these paths that just go around it one they make awesome photo opportunities because nobody's back there um but two nobody's back there um so it's an awesome place to just kind of walk around um it does go around there and, you know, if you have a sleeping baby in a stroller, you can also just sit back there. So, it's also amazing to look at. Like, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. The Tree of Life is a masterpiece. It is it is an unbelievable work of art with all of the animals in it. It is, it's, it's definitely, let's just put that in as our bonus reason not to skip yes. uh, animals. It's kingdom. a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. For sure. The tree of life has so many details to it too, that, you know, I've had the key, the kids look at it to pick out all the animals. There's actually animals inscribed in to the tree. It's not just a tree. Hundreds um, of them. Yes. I'm trying to find the facts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, How many there are. There it is. Tree of life features 325 carvings of existing or extinct animal species. It's really cool. cool. It's really beautiful. Like everything that you look at you when you're looking at the tree, because it looks like sort of one of those carved knotty trees and every knot that you see at first just looks like a knot or a, a you know twig. And then you look and it's a body part of some kind of amazing animal. And it could be a huge one or a small one. It's just, I could stare at it for hours. I really think it's amazing. And if Lori, I don't know if she has the facts too, all of the leaves on the tree of life were handmade and they're fiber optic, I believe, but each one was individually hung. And there are, I don't know. I remember being astounded by the number. I wish I knew it off the top of my head, but, um, don't skip it. This is not the park to skip. skip Sorry. (laughs) Three-year-old interruptions. Um, the tree features over a hundred thousand of the leaves. It's jaw dropping. A hundred thousand. Like I was going to be like, guys, it it features over 15,000 leaves just spitballing, but I knew that was too low. A hundred thousand. And it's also, so inside the interior base is also, it's tough to be a bug. Right. Um, Which is really cool to think that they had, they put in essentially a show in there and that theater is huge. So Mm -hmm. it has, they said it's 428 seats that they fit in this theater, that they fit inside the trunk of the tree to life, which is awesome. It's, it's a really, really amazing feature um, that I think, you know, they created for, um, you know, for that to be the mainstay of the park. That is, it's kind of, as they call the beacon. It is the beacon. The beacon. For that park. It's a good one. I love it. It is. So what is our mask a tip? All right. So in the entire episode, I felt like was a mouse tip as we were telling you not to miss the park. Um, but we will throw one more in there. So Animal Kingdom is an amazing part. I, I, we will say, and we've said this in past episodes, it can get hot there. Um, it is two Epcots. And if you think your feet hurt at Epcot, um, Animal Kingdom is two Epcots. It is a huge, huge park. Um, and it does get hot there. 
I don't know if it's because you're in these like Africa, Asia areas and you just think it's hot in your head, but it does get very hot. So we recommend that you go in the morning. Um, they, the animals are out more in the morning. If you're there during the hot months, they also are feeding the animals first thing in the morning for breakfast. So the animals are out and they're getting that food, which they've strategically placed next to that safari truck. Um, and then, like we said, it's also a great park at night. So if you're able to do the morning, take a break and then come back at night, I think that's an awesome option. And if you stay at a Disney resort, you're able to get, take advantage of the early morning hours, um, which are actually great at Animal Kingdom. I feel like they're not used quite as much there because they are so early right now. The park is opening up during spring break at 7.30. So the early morning hours are at 7 a.m. Um, yeah, very early morning. But it's early for vacation. It is, it is early, early for vacation as my husband was screaming at my kids to run, run, run um, <laughs> through that park. But it is really pretty in the morning. Um, it's a great park um to visit and you will be sure to see more animals in the morning time as well all right well thank you for spending another fun episode with us stay tuned for next week as we dive deeper into all things food and drink at the animal kingdom if you can't get enough of us be sure to follow us on facebook at mouse moms podcast where we go live with all the news out of disney for the week on every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Also be sure to check out our blog at Moms with an S blog.com. And of course, be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see you real soon. Because we like you.